Welcome to the Queen Divas, Queens of Fitness podcast. Join your hosts, three-time WBFF world champions and WBFF royalty, Alicia Gowans and Stephanie Ayala McHugh, as we explore all things female health, training, competing, mindset, and living the fitness life every day. Welcome, everybody, to the next edition of Queen Davis Podcast, which you know what? We're really lucky that you're actually listening to because 10 <laughs> minutes into recording this, I forgot to record again. So this is oh, like yeah. if I can on this recording. And I tell you what, you right now. <laughs> prep brain, right? So I'm going to put it down. But I get it. Prep brain. Okay. And I've got a lot of things going on in the house at the moment. So we've got all this background stuff. And I'm trying to tell everyone, shut up, get out of my room, stay outside, take the dogs here. Put the sleeping Yo, I can't blame her that much though. I'm like, I'm also not in prep and I didn't notice. So <laughs> there's a lot to this too. So oh welcome back everyone. I know we're, you know, obviously giving a little recap from the social media detoxing that, you know, we talked about last and actually just segue to that. This is actually the end of my 30 day detox. Woo-hoo! So I, yeah, I'm actually, this is, this is tomorrow will be my full month of being off of social media, um, I did have to get on for sponsored reasons and, you know, things that are my job, Um, little small things, but I was off like literally, like it's been great. It's been probably the most refreshing and really great resetting, honestly, invigorating type of motivation that I needed and just kind of reset some of my motives for social media. So I'm excited. So if anyone took a little break, you know, took a little social media detox power to you. And if you haven't yet, you probably need to do so, even if it's for a weekend, just for a few days, you maybe don't have to go as long as I did. I needed it and my business definitely needed it. So we're back and October is upon us. New month, new refreshed mindset and new motivation to be able to tackle the social media world. But on today's episode, we're actually going to be covering all things cardio-based and, and this is coming up, This is coming off the back wow. end of like, you know, updates in my prep and us having conversations about, you know, the things that clients technically bring up quite frequently and some of the things that I think will be really relevant not just to our athletes but also to our general population people right Mm -hmm. so the one thing that you know changed for me in this week's prep update was that my step count increased and it went from you know literally 10k now 13 and a half k average Okay, you've really cranked it up now. You're at 13 and a half K. And just for everyone listening, that is a lot. Like, and I know those that are like, oh, I'm at 20,000 steps and 18,000 steps a day. I'm like, okay, what are you doing? You have way better things than me counting your steps. If you're like, honestly, that active, you shouldn't really be honing in on it. If you have that high of step count, you most likely aren't really nutritioned enough to be able to keep that activity levels up from day to day. And if your job requires it, that's a different story, but let's talk about the average human yeah, the ones that normally just four or 5,000 steps are like pretty uh, average. For a lot of them, it's actually day. probably lucky if they even get to 4,000, especially if they're sedentary based office workers. So, uh-huh. you know, look, there is also research that talks about um, step count and the laws of diminishing returns so where you get to a certain point and it has advantages and benefits then past a certain point 
there's no real gain. So then yep. all you're doing is putting accumulated level of workload and pressure onto exactly. your system and no extra return really, right? So for the general population, you guys should be aiming for seven to 8K a day. And that's what I always put all of our athletes on when we go into an off season and a reverse function. It's like, you know, six to eight minutes fine. You don't yes. need any more than that if we're just looking to maintain and optimize health. Um, and it's, I think a step count for people that don't have a specific goal is a really healthy way just to maintain movement. Because for a lot of people it can be really easy to have a day where day gets away from you. I even have it sometimes, head down, bum up, that. programming, client calls, check-ins, then all of a sudden you look at your stuff and you're wow, I've only moved 3,000 steps today. Okay, that's not great. So it's just recognizing and reminding yourself to get up and move around in between meetings, in between calls, on calls, take the dogs for a walk, get out and get your sunshine, like keep that movement going. So it's a really great tool for that function for the general population. And then in our area, it's about keeping NEAT high. So your non-exercise energy expenditure high, when you're dieting, because you always automatically slow everything down. The body goes, screw that. I'm not getting up to put that cup in uh -huh. the sink. Jesus Christ, that's an extra <laughs> many calories being going. I don't have much in my tank. And so you <laughs> automatically subconsciously stop moving as much, right? The subconsciously is what you actually nailed right there, Ali, because the thing is American society, let's just put our freaking society over here as an example, because we're lazy fuckers, honestly, like yeah. everyone here is just like trying to not do the extra steps. What can I do to not do the extra mile, which is sad. That's the fast paced society that we're in. And it may be the same, but not as extreme as it is here in the States for you guys. Um, but it definitely is something that is a disease. Like I honestly combat this yeah. with the, the whole thing as fitness and exercise is the only cure for this disease because it's about being active and yeah. you you really hit it because it's about being aware of where your activity level is at. Most yeah. people here think like fitness tracking their steps is, is absurd or it's just like, oh, you're obsessed. When in reality, all it does, it makes you aware of what activity. Exactly. exactly. So those that are sedentary don't know. They actually don't know what we're referring to because they don't know where their step count is. And it may be at 2000 or 3000, which is yeah. ridiculously yeah. low for yeah. a human. Your body is made to move and it's made to move actually from actually. day to day walking, right? Not just sitting or laying or being a potato couch, right? Or couch mm -hmm. potato, actually. <laughs> potato couch actually is pretty relevant too for people here. <laughs> but, um, but it's really one of those things where if you are able to track, at least by wearing somewhat of a Fitbit, an Apple Watch, even just using your phone. You have your phone on you most of the time. The phone itself has an activity app where you're able to see where your day-to-day maybe steps are. And of course, if maybe your phone isn't on you at all times, it's going to be a little skewed. But if you do have an actual wristband or some type of heart rate monitor or anything like that that you wear, it's going to keep your you know step count as well as heart rate level. Heart rate level is not what we're talking about here today. We're actually just talking about activity, non-exercise yeah. energy activity thermogenesis, which is neat. And that really is where you can increase your day-to-day -day things that are required from your life 
not from the gym or from your training program. Yeah, exactly. And look, you know, I, we always hear this whole, I don't have time and I don't have the money to invest in things that are going to actually help me lose weight. Right. And I'm like, rubbish steps are free. Like so actually legitimately yes, free. Yeah. Get out, walk around your neighborhood. Yeah. Um, if you were to do nothing else, but get up and first thing in the morning, take a 30 minute walk around your local area. And then last thing at night, take another 30 minute walk around your local area. You'll hit like 6,000 steps for the whole Easy. day without doing anything else. So if you're and that's really, not even at a fast pace, that's no, just regular that's pace, pretty regular right. pace, you know, and mm -hmm. that alone keeps your health in check, right? That's not going to give you the added benefits when we start hitting a 10K step count, which with research has been shown to help with everything from improving glucose tolerance to reducing blood pressure to assisting with fat loss to decreasing depression. Like the step count at that point has myriad of great benefits. So, you know, when you're looking to optimize more than just a baseline of health, you kind of want to be sitting around that eight to 10, sitting around that 10, but for basic health, six to eight's enough, right? And that literally can be done by two 30 minute bookend walking sessions. And so whenever people say to me, I can't hit my steps, I'm like, rubbish. What a crock of shit. Like it is, it what is. What are you doing with your day? You can, okay, the little 30 minute episode of Netflix that you might be, you know, obviously in a series put or it on your phone, take it, it around, around the walk. walk around, right? Exactly. Or that maybe, maybe you are on YouTube or you're on these other platforms that you're like sitting constantly just watching these things, yeah. get on the headphones put something in a place where, you know, obviously it's a little more comfortable for you because I will say, I will lead into you watching your phone while you are walking, because that is one of the things that for posture and for mobility reasons, it's actually really bad for you to just constantly be looking down at your phone in this manner. And obviously I'm showing in the video that me just literally crouching and tucking in my chin and staring at my hands, which is what normally everybody is dug into. Yes. Instead, you pick up your phone to be at your height yeah. of eye level, which is going to make your arms work. Yeah, it does make your core <laughs> obviously come into play a little bit here. Going to make your posture and your spine, okay, healthy. It's not going to put it in an unhealthy position constantly while you are walking. Um, so that is just one of the tips that while you are trying to get distracted with your phone, you don't want to really create a bad posture while you're walking too. No. Uh, you want to be a good, um, good plane of movement as you are obviously moving. In my opinion, the best way to do your walks is without the phone. So you could be present and take the nature, get some vitamin yeah. D really be aware of kind of how you feel give yourself you know of course a little little credit for getting up and doing the things you know being a little more with your breath work um get off get the phone but if you need the distraction i get it you do, you do need a little time to go by you don't want to focus on the time then getting i think you're way too um yeah, I was going to say a way to get a distraction if you need it. I always found for me, I would always put on a podcast or I'd put one of my uni lecturers on in my ear. So I'd be yeah. listening to a lecture and I'd be actually making that time count. So when people say I don't have the time, it's like, well, think about the things you can loop up. What are the things you can double time it with? What are the things like for me, I'm known when I'm in prep, 
I literally pace my living room floor with my headphones on, on client calls. So while I'm talking yeah. to them, I will literally be, their stuff will be up on my screen and I'll walk back to the screen, fix what I need to, then continue walking while I'm talking about different points, right? So I do that. The second thing I do is I will, when I'm in my, you know, um, semester of study, I will literally have a lecture on, I will have a podcast on, I will be listening to research analysis, I will be doing that stuff. So it is then taking some of my study time and or some of my interpersonal presentation time and com, you know, combining that with my step count. If I'm looking and I'm just in a, I don't want to think mode today, I do what you talked about and I will literally throw on a Netflix something and zone out in something fictional, right? So, you know, as mm -hmm. you just talked about, you can do this many ways, okay? The other thing I do with a newborn people is mm -hmm. I throw him in the baby form. So if he's awake and alert and it's like, all right, well, he's awake and alert, I will talk to him on the baby born and then get my step count. I don't make it so that I go, oh, well, he's awake. So I've got him down on a tummy timer. I've got him here. I've got him there. Or he's asleep. I can't go. I'm like, no, I put him in the baby born. I put him in the stroller and he either sleeps on the walk or we are interacting. Yeah. on the walk. So I don't Absolutely. make a situation where you're part of it. well yes correct I bring him into my prep and I make him part of it now he does not stop me from doing anything so all of the times with all of the things that people say they have no time for I'm like bullshit I double dare you to find something you can actually combine with a step count because there will be plenty of things in your day it's just an excuse you give to move less and you need to be thinking about how can I optimize the things I do to move more that is essentially where and what a stop step count should be useful. A hundred percent. And you know what? We all have so many errands and things to do anyway. 100%. We're not actually trying to proactively do them physically and trying to just find a shortcut. So for example, like I, during COVID, I made it, of course, a habit to order my food and just get grocery shopping to be delivered, right? Like I think I've talked about this in the previous episodes and it was a habit to where honestly there, there went a big, big count of my steps of the day because I didn't have okay. to go to the grocery store anymore yeah, and go to the grocery store and getting out of the car, going from the car to the store, run the aisles, forget things that I was, you know, obviously were on my list and check out like that alone. Let me tell you, there was already 2000 steps right there. Right. And I was Sorry. omitting that in my day and I just wasn't going to the store anymore. And it was a really big, like click, like when I was actually worried yeah. about my output yes. and I'm like, why is it that I have to do so much cardio now? Like, honestly, like, I, was results. I was like, my God, I'm trying to just do a little mini cut and like, you know, essentially like just trying to cut back on yeah. essentially my, 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 my intake. And I couldn't do it as easy as I was normally yeah. used yeah. to. And I'm like, what is it? I have to reevaluate my day to day. And if this yeah. is you, you might had a job change where before you worked in an environment where maybe yeah. you had to, you know, walk three, four floors and a big, big workspace, you know, let's say 40,000 square foot facility. And you're maybe in a factory or some type of hospital or some type of place where you're required just to do your job, to go to your office, to 
walk from your car to your office around the workspace. And you don't think of this. This is just something you do not think of. This is because it's work. It's a job. So you're really not aware that your step count and your activity levels have diminished a lot down unless you're like us that track your count of your steps, right? You actually wear a little fitness tracker. We're not saying that this is make it or break it, y'all. We're just saying that it's an advantage. It's a way for you to be able to be aware and help yourself not just go and do an hour of cardio every single day on the treadmill because guess yeah, what? Boring on the treadmill. Throughout the day, you I mean, look, actually, way. I'll caveat that. Not boring on the treadmill if you're watching lectures or study or oh, podcasts yeah. or, you know, oh, or, yeah. or you've got a Netflix on, then fine. I've got a lot of my team, all the more power to you, you know, absolutely. So I think the options available to you to extend more beyond just a day-to-day routine, but it also is where you can loop your friends in where you go like, okay, for argument's sake on Sunday, we've got um, a very good family friend with her husband that has not yet met Bubby because they were overseas touring Europe while he was being born. And for the first little bit after, and I, now that he's had his injections and safe to sort of get out and socialize more, I messaged her and said, let's catch up finally but I'm yeah. in prep and steps matter. So let's do a loop with our dogs and get coffee. So that's what we're doing. So Amazing. it's a really easy that. way to get some extra steps in on your weekend. If you've got a really slow week where you know you just can't get up and move about as much, make your weekend really active. Get out, do hiking, go to the beach, spend time on your feet and do those dates with your friends that are going to be coffee and Exactly. You do this shopping like I do. I do that for extra stuff. You guys don't realize. Harry watches football on Sundays and I go to the mall. All right, guys. Like that's literally how it works here. Okay. And if like, anyone didn't listen to our shopping episode, you'll know she ain't lying, <laughs> girls. Like, absolutely ain't lying, right? Like, uh, this is a shopper is from way I Take back. it after my mom. Okay. I blame my mother. All right. Blame my mom. I have nothing to do with this uh, actual <laughs> hand down of issues that she gave me. No, but honestly, guys, that's extra steps. Like, and, and if you're able to be active through just even getting out of the house, let's talk about being in the house how many of you have laundry and cleaning and rooms to do you've got the kids laundry the kids freaking extra crap in the room you probably want to organize or what about the projects that you have in your house like the lawn you know like actually yard work having some you know trim the bushes and the trees and all the extra stuff that we normally want to pay others to do right like we want to pay are, you know, obviously, which I get, I understand maybe not everybody wants to do the the yard, but it's an activity that you're actually able to be active with as much as you hate maybe pushing that damn, you know, (laughs) mower, you are going to get a great, great exercise. It really is just from, you know, good endurance. Um, You get the sun, you get some good vitamin D and you get some steps. You also get to go outside. I think that's the other thing. I love what you just touched on before. You're talking about all these people with kids, right? Because I want to touch on this because kids are an excellent excuse to get outside, go to a park, laps, go to the beach, like take the dogs out. Like 
and oh, it's yeah. good for your children to be taken <laughs> yeah. outside to the park and not have their head inside of their iPads and YouTube and freaking Amen. all day long because that's what happens. Like we've got school holidays on right now. And you know what we did last week? We actually, on the weekend, we um we took Khaled to Dreamworld for the whole day. This theme What park. is Dreamworld? It's a massive, big theme park on the Gold Coast. It's, oh, it's like a Disneyland or Disney World. Yeah, or like that, right? Okay. Like that. So full of roller coasters and rides. Anyway, awesome. all we did with her and her best friend was spend five hours there. We did not sit Ooh. down once. We're standing on our feet. Granted, we had a lot of waiting yeah. time in the line. So you're just standing waiting. But even while we were waiting, Jacinta and I just were those sorts of people. We're just constantly moving. So you're constantly like talking expressively with you're hands. Antsy, you're you're like, moving your feet. Yeah. You're rocking backwards and forth. You're never just sitting, right? Um, mm-hmm. But we clocked up over 10,000 steps in that five hours with a lot of that time being spent in waiting lines to go on the ride, yeah. right? So just right in between the rides. So on school holidays, there's things like that that you can do. Like I know when we went to Disneyland last in Orlando, I think Christos and I did 25,000 steps. I was going to say, when you put 10,000, I was like, girl, Ridiculous. all these theme parks here are like 20 Ridiculous. to 30. Hey, like, yeah, exactly. exactly. But I get it. Like, you, you were in a smaller theme park and even that alone, like anyone that's listening, maybe you oh, we're just- waiting for 45 oh. minutes. 45 minutes to an hour for each ride. So if that gives you context, we literally only spent on like five rides and we were walking (laughs) between them and then standing. Like it's, it was pretty intense. Like, cause it's school holidays. So everyone comes there and it's quite busy. It's the, the, yeah, it's the summer for you guys coming into the summer, right? Or you guys are ending your spring going into the summer. So with the kids, because I think the kids are entering sport. Well, here we have sports year round, but I'm sure you guys are going to get a lot of the summer sports, right? Like where your kid maybe isn't in school, but they need to do some sports um, and you need to take them to practice. And I think this is even for my clients where they give me the excuse of, I don't have time to do my cardio or do time to do my workout like it's the, do it with the kids take them it, run yeah, around you, the yard practice even if the kids are in a park right while they're practicing while your girl is at gymnastics then you or do while your around. boy is at football yeah. or yeah. you know playing soccer and doing his practice you literally do your walk around their playing field or you actually do your body weight circuits yeah. and things that you're yeah. able to take with you for example and these are just ideas these are we're talking about cardio yes but these are just things for also you know mothers you know parents just in general that are taking their children to these practices and it takes an hour to two hours and you're thinking well you know yeah, i've lost time, time but yeah. you're not you can yeah. easily go do the laps do the yeah. extra steps or heck even get your actual workout in if it allows you to go to the gym within that gym time and get back. Frame, yeah right yeah. so it just really comes down to scheduling it that's the number one thing we're even talking about here is schedule where in your day-to-day is it activities that you can do for your life and then the other thing you know that we see that we have a lot of issues with too is the weather's not great, right? So how do I get outside? How do I do my step count? Like we're looking at all the people at the moment in, you know, which I feel so bad for everyone on that East coast of America at the moment, that's really suffering with the hurricanes. We also had clients in Canada that had ridiculous storm fronts there that wiped out a whole island. Like it's not, it's not great, you know, going there at the moment. So for the people that are in prep for a show like Atlantic city and they're prepping and they're in those zones, how do they then get their step count up? So this is something I'm even facing in the next 10 days here in our Southeast Queensland, we're having a massive onslaught of rain and I won't be able to do my steps outside. So I'm converting my steps to the bike. And I don't know if you've ever had to do this Steph, but I've 
frequently had to, you know, a bank for weather. So if you're listening to us, both of us are sitting here telling you that we've never gone, oh, I just can't do my steps today because the weather sucks. We've both gone, fuck, all right, well, what am I getting on instead? What am I doing right here in my, in my exactly. guest room? Right? Like, I mean, I have a treadmill, a given guys, like we've also set ourselves up for these scenarios. We have pieces at our home that we're able to utilize. But let me tell you, if you have no piece, no equipment, there is jump ropes. You can skip, yeah, right? You can do it skipping. You could do body weight things. You can actually just do what we we're talking about of just cleaning activities, day-to-day yep. -day things. Even just house. walking, even just walking up and down an, in, an internal staircase. If you've got an internal oh, yeah. staircase in your totally. house, walk up and down that. Totally. Like, honestly, there's so many things you can do. I've had clients in New Zealand that are walking up and down their driveway, like nothing else, just up and down driveway. That's got a bit of an incline, just constant laps to hit their steps. So, I mean, Everything is possible, but there are actually websites you can go to that will give you a conversion to from a step count to a bike. And all you want to do is once you find one you like, because they're all, they all vary, they're all different. Um, just stick to the same one. You know, one of the ones that we use all the time is the Central Washington University because they've actually done research. And you guys know what I'm. I like that one. I actually, I'm, I'm fond. I'm fond yeah. of that conversion just because yeah. it's it's really actually accurate for your right. list. Like steady state cardio for anyone that's listening, list actually stands for low intensity steady state. So that's what we're referring to here. It's not like we're doing this hit or high intensity. No, no cycle bar classes. What I'm talking about this. No, no. I do do those, but that's a different type of cardio. Different cardio. It's more <laughs> hit based, and we're really referring to increasing your needs, getting right. that lift in, and how to do that from your day to day without actually getting to the gym. So, for anyone listening to this, like for the conversions that I'm calculating for a basic step count, because I am gonna have to sit on a stationary bike inside my house. This is not my cycle bike classes where they are the ride of death and spew this is just literally <laughs> list so how am I converting it it's like this if I'm going at an easy pace super easy just rolling the legs over heaps of conversation no out of breath no real perspiration keeping my heart rate probably below 130 that's 130 steps for every minute I cycle 130 steps for every minute if I go a little bit more intensely than that, keep my heart rate around 130 to 150, still in a list range, still in that, you know, oxidative state, then at a moderate pace, I'll be burning 170. It's like it's at the 170 steps per minute. So that's how I would yeah. calculate it. So if I had to work out what's my 13.5 Ks for the day, I would divide that by that number and then work out how long I need to be on that bike for that day for to that hit that total. And that's what I'm going to be doing for 10 days while the rain is pouring down outside and there is no break. I love in it. it. Because I don't go to the gym. I, I train, you know, in a couple of performance facilities from a rehab point of view with my specific coaching team. Occasionally, it's not something I do. I train at home where I'm with my baby. So, you know, for me, if I'm not outside with my baby in the baby born or the um, pram, like we've already discussed, then I'm going to be on that bike due to weather. And that's how I'm going to be calculating it. 170 steps per minute until I hit my 13.5 for the day. I will most likely break that bike ride between a morning and a night because I don't want to sit on a bike monotonously for that long in one big block. Yeah. I'll break it between the two. I will most likely have a podcast or a client conversation for one, and I'll most likely have something in the evening that is 
winding down Netflix based, take my brain out of action type deal because I don't have the calories to support it at that point. (laughs) (laughs) And honestly, it's okay to unwind like though the Netflix and maybe, you know, finding something that detaches you from the real world and actually allows you to de-stress, unwind and actually allow you to take a break by the end of the Mm -hmm. day so you can really go to sleep because so much so much of society can't actually really stop thinking and go to bed and allow their stress levels to actually have that nice drop while they sleep so if you are listening to any of these hopefully you were able to get some tips for cardio hopefully all of this was you know pretty pretty good information for you i think How's your prep right now with steps besides 13 and a half thousand? Well, I was only doing, um, I was doing absolutely no cardio at all with just a basic 10K step count. So as we've discussed for anyone listening, basic 10K step count got me into the process of consistent movement, consistent neat, but also starting to move towards a weight loss focus, you know, keeping all of my systems in check and making sure that basically, you know, blood pressures managed, that I had improved glucose tolerance and all those things were happening, right? Before I step into the nitty gritty grind of my prep. Now, I don't ever believe in programming step counts above 15K because there's just no proven data or research. There's any benefit whatsoever to go above that. Um, Obviously, on certain days, if I'm super busy, I will easily go over it, but it's not intentional. If I'm traveling and I'm away for a show, I'll go over it. But again, it's not intentional. And I monitor my accumulation for my workload because otherwise you get chronic overload. So I'm very aware of these things. So we increased my step count to 13 and a half purely to increase the gap in my deficit. So without taking too much away from my food, we wanted to basically have a adjustment with food, but combine that with a little bit of output. So the way we did that was we increased my output by cardio. I'm doing the two intense cycle bar classes a week which burn on average if I get in there and I'm feeling blah like absolute blah I do I just do basic spin I don't do all the bells and whistles and I burn about 350 calories in the session just basic if I go in and I go intense and I do it properly then I'm burning sort of 450 to 600 calories in a session and my new burn rate target now because I still have such a far way to go before stage but I'll get there it just means my burn rate target per day is much higher than it would normally be normally I'd be looking around four to five hundred in this prep I have to hit 650 to 700 so it's it is that significant level higher which is requiring me to do cardio for the first time ever I usually just have a step down now I have a cycle bar class and I will have an additional output as well we're going to do um two little circuits post my weights at home between the rower the sled and the assault bike for 15, 20 minutes. So nothing major, but still that's cardio I've never had to do before because I never had such an aggressive target and an aggressive gap to be chasing. But by hitting that target, chasing that gap, I will drop the body fat that I'm holding, which is higher than what it would normally be at this point, but it's not impossible. So you're listening to me finding strategies. And the number one thing is making sure that I'm getting that movement, making sure that I'm ticking my boxes with my neat, making sure that, you know, I'm not subconsciously just going, oh my God, I'm just not getting off the couch today, or I'm not moving as much. I'm also setting some really, really definitive, clear, defined 
target ranges of what my output's got to be for the whole day for my calories to make sense, for them to actually do what we need to do and for my body to be utilizing its body fat stores as its primary fuel source, you know, above what small amount of intake it's being given. So that's the strategy behind it. That's why my step count sitting where it's at. It will probably go up again in the next few weeks, but the most it will go to will be 15K. Um, I won't go any higher than that. I love everything that you just said, because this actually goes to show those that not just hate cardio, but actually, you know, they, they have like this myth around cardio that you're not supposed, you know, like they demonize it. Like they're, yeah. it's like, oh, cardio is going to burn through my muscle. You're killing nah, me. Cardio, like you're going to, you know, obviously uh, really stop my results from happening when in reality, all you're doing is getting ahead of the curve. Just like she's saying, she's strategizing. Yeah. All right. So you want to make sure you hit your targets. You know, obviously she's really, really honing in to the cardio aspect here because she is in a place where she needs to drop more body fat than she's mm -hmm. ever had to in the past. So this does require her to be a little more strategic with her food and her output. The output is what we're noticing is the biggest difference here for Allie. Cause I've seen yeah. Allie had to get pretty low in calories in the past, but she didn't have the extra body fat that she's dealing with right now. So I understand her approach is actually exactly what I'm loving because most people, like I was saying, demonize the cardio and they say that it's going to actually hurt the muscle, you know, obviously defeat and um, burn through some when essentially yeah. it's really them scared of the science behind output and intake. Yeah. And if you don't have the muscle, you're going to quote unquote, lose it. Well, that just means- Yeah, well, it's just, if you don't place. have the muscle, you're just losing body fat, but you've got nothing left, right? Yeah. Whereas that's not my problem. I have- That's not your problem, but I have to say that because that's the caveat here where a lot of people were like, you're, you're, I don't want to do cardio. Every time I do cardio, I lose yeah. my butt. I lose my glutes. Because like, you don't oh, have enough of a butt. The glutes don't have the muscle, right? Like exactly. you need that's to exactly build right. more muscle. Yeah. And your glutes, by the way, Allie, I can already tell are looking- <laughs> Good. She's looking great, guys, for this far out and her coming postpartum. Like, I'm pumped for this woman. I'm she um, just keeps getting better. I'm super oh. impressed with what my body's done so far. And I'm um whilst I have a long way to go, and you know, the gap looks different and it's much harder prep than I've ever done before from a physical output point of view. I'm relishing in the challenge because I think it's growing me in a completely different way, but also it's making me super appreciative actually of how good my body's done. Amen. despite being cut through all those layers and all that downtime and having a kid happen you know just, <laughs> it's it's just a baby newborn and sleep cycles and all of the issues that come with it right like it's still responding really well I'm um, super proud of how well it healed my pelvic floor is exceptional I'm in a four out of five again on both sides we've corrected the issue I had on one side from where he crushed my nerves Isn't while he was in utero we have built back the core my everything is you know coming in it's you know coming together well there is no weakness in it we are now able to load and you know literally as of this Monday I was told I can now send it so I'm loving lifting yeah. more normally you know like I hadn't done an RDL with it with anything more than a 10 kilo dumbbell for 18 months right and this week you know 
easily for reps at 15 with really slow tempo with a deficit, I'm hitting oh, 25s. So it's great. I'm getting back up to where I would normally be. So if I was able to lose, you know, sort of 25 mils in my calipers in four weeks with next to no loading for at least two of those weeks, imagine what I'm going to do between now and stage that oh. I can start loading properly and my output increases, you know, appropriately. Even so just do resistance. So yeah. though, you're going to be able to increase exactly. your, your yeah. output just by increasing more weight exactly. and her being exactly. able to lift more. She's yeah. going to be burning more. And guess what guys building muscle and actually trying to do resistance training is going to burn through more fat than anything. Yeah. So the output that we're talking about yeah. cardio here, is, uh, it's, it's a part of everything, but the most important part here is still resistance training. Yeah. As well, I'm she- doing that six days a week now, which is the most I've ever done too. I usually only train four days. I move mm, up to a five fast. day split. Um, right. But this, this show I'm doing six solid six days. Weeks. That's for both MPS, but also for, you know, retention the whole way through yes. of mass, because I did lose a little bit, you know, during pregnancy, which 95% of women will yeah. do, um, even though they're still eating well and training, like I did the whole way through, it's inevitable. Um, Absolutely. But I think that what I was able to maintain and then finesse during that time and post, I'm bringing a great shape. Like I'm feeling super oh, comfortable you are. shape. I'm, I'm actually really loving it. I'm balanced. I'm symmetrical. My upper body is downsized from previous shows, which is what I wanted. My, you know, size in my legs and my glutes are coming back really quickly. My shape's coming. I'm already getting splits through my quads again. Like I'm, I'm pumped. I'm starting to see things. So you know, I walk into my... I walk into my Cairo appointment this morning and the first thing that, you know, one of his physios who had a baby at the same time as me, as me said, holy shit, look at you. What are you doing? She goes, I don't look, she looks down at herself. She goes, I don't look like yourself. this. What, what is wrong? She goes, I look like this. You look like that. Clearly I'm doing something wrong. And I went, babe, I'm prepping for a show. You're just living life. That's the yeah, only exactly right. And so, <laughs> so anyone also listening to Ali's journey, because I also think that a lot of the women, you know, that are coming postpartum, I want this to be an inspiration for you guys and to know that what Ali is doing is literally a top athlete top tier caliber athlete that is a seasoned athlete at what she's doing and going 100% in not having any hiccups really not having any mess ups because she knows her body she knows the protocols that she needs to take so it's a different story for her but I want it to be an inspirational story because so many women can look at this and be like holy shit you look at Allie and say holy moly I can't do what Allie is doing or what she's done it's really honestly that she does have experience but you can do it too it can be done it's something that she's proving and paving the way for all of us that maybe haven't had a child yet or maybe you've had a child and you've maybe made these excuses in the past that you have the child and it's stopping you from becoming maybe a little more developed in your personal and physical side of progress because it's just an excuse but she's proving that it's excuses that we can actually navigate through this through prep or through maybe just a weight loss phase postpartum with strategies that work for us and actually having a good approach not too aggressive not to even though she's taking a little bit more aggressive than she's used to still not too aggressive though ali i still think that from watching your prep alone like you're healthy everything super healthy 
in all honesty, there are women out there doing three hours in the gym and eating 1100 calories. And that fucking blows my mind because I'd rather die. And that's unhealthy. So I, I, I do know, and I think, you know, this is a great example though to everyone that health should always be optimized in any prep oh, micronutrients should not be forgotten when you're making a meal plan and for a lot of people listening to this they'll be like oh well if she considers that aggressive that's telling you what prep should look like right <laughs> and so exactly. i wouldn't be i'm i'm actually putting myself through a lot more we we talked about this actually my coaching team and i that i'm putting myself through a lot more and will be in the next 10 weeks and i would any of my clients i would never put them through this but also but i know i can, can. Handle it. No, exactly. You can exactly i can handle it so i'm i'm not asking them to ever do something like this but i also know this is a very short-term, temporary place. I'm I'm racing to the you know summit of Everest. I'm sitting at base camp a little longer than I'd like to, and then I'm darting up right, and it's going to be quite an aggressive reach to the summit this time. But it is literally still that I'm not staying in treacherous ground for six months. I'm only doing it for ten weeks, right, and yeah. then I'm out of there. I'm reversing and I'm recovering yeah. myself. So my point is, you know. If you're listening to what I'm talking about and going, well, that's probably not even as aggressive as what I've done, I'm going to say to you, then you've probably done it really wrong. And it probably yeah. hasn't been a healthy approach because I wouldn't like to do it any more than what I'm doing it. And it's, you know, it's low for me um, on intake and it's definitely very high on output. And I definitely wouldn't normally start my prep at such high body fat, but I had no, you know, control over that post baby. So, yeah, so my ideal, you know, outcome for everyone listening to this would be understanding that ideally you pre-prep, you get your baselines at a great place metabolically, which mine were, but you actually yeah. start prep at a better percentage of body fat so that it is a tapered prep over 20 weeks not 14 like me right. and also exactly. so that you're at full capacity with no injury for that 20 weeks as much as possible and where you know you don't have to have excessive levels of time in the in the gym excessive um, step count being given to your excessive levels of cardio it should be balanced right so I just want to finish by saying that because I want everyone to understand that, yeah, I'm pushing myself more in a shorter time frame than I would normally, but it's just because this was the goal that I set myself and, you know, pregnancy, post-pregnancy, short time frames. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. exactly. You but are I finishing the goal. This is what the other people, okay, that's listening, that probably is like, oh, wait, I listened to your podcast last year and you did say you were going to hit the Atlantic City, exactly. you know, after, exactly. you know, pregnancy. And she's doing it, y'all. She's exactly. making it happen. She's in the prep. She is getting progress. She is doing the things that yeah. she needs to do. And she is really, really paving the path for all of us, all women with children, without oh, children. Okay. And you are, women. You and, are. Um, hey, I just want to take a minute actually to say thank you to everyone who has been so supportive and you know that does comment on all of my stuff none of you go unnoticed I really appreciate the support I have had an overwhelming number of women actually inbox me and say I've had a couple of other ladies that have had babies around the same time as me that are now going to come on board for a coaching program to actually reclaim themselves um, and not yes. get lost in the post baby bubble that happens where you just what? lose everything to do with your own identity so I'm super proud of the women that are taking action 
from simply watching me do a thing or two. And I'm I'm honored and deeply touched by everyone's support. So thank you. And for anyone that's not following that would like to, you know, you can find me on Instagram. It's just Alicia Gowans underscore WBFF Pro. If you're not already following me, I do share the warts and all and the highs and the lows. It's really real. There is no makeup, no filters, no bullshit. It's just, it is what it is. I give it all. So if you want to have a giggle sometimes at my misfortune, feel free. If you want to support me on all my highs, come along because I love celebrating with all of you and I will continue to share and you will read and see more about my step count dramas <laughs> as the weeks lead in given today's topic and uh, and you will see how I combat overcoming bad weather and perhaps travel and other situational contexts that might remove the ease of hitting some of these cardio and output targets because I will always find a way people and everything is always possible. So remember that. Oh, there's always a way when there's will. Like that's really, really one of the biggest things. And she's always going to find the way, no matter if it's her business, her child, her family, obviously any adversity that comes her way, because that is what champions do. And <laughs> if you want to be the champion of your life, and I mean this because so many times we make all these excuses, yeah. not just for prep just for everyday things that we don't do. We excuse ourselves. We've talked actually previous episodes about how to get unstuck, right? If these are stories. These are lies that we tell ourselves to make ourselves feel a little better. So make sure you're not telling yourself lies. You're not making these excuses. You're finding a way because you actually want to make it happen. Yeah. She's doing that y'all. Let it be an inspirational thing for you guys to just continue trying to make obviously a little effort a little more effort because I think the effort that we give sometimes we don't give enough and we just need yeah. to find ways find alternatives to yeah. make this lifestyle and a lifestyle not just yeah. a season so hope you guys were well, able to take all I know is that once I get this back I'm outside of having another child I'm not letting myself ever get to a situation like <laughs> IVF outcomes ever again because holy wow yeah like it's, it's a lot of hard work to come back from. So, you know, I will 100% get myself back to me and then I will maintain my normal status quo until it is time to go again. Because You're doing amazing. You're too hard otherwise. And, and, you know, I think hopefully that gives everyone, you know, the view too that it should be about lifestyle and it should be about setting the new standard that you want to claim for yourself and then maintain rather than it be something crash course and crash yo-yo and you know only a five minute on stage because you know I really rest assured this is not my approach my approach is to reclaim myself and then maintain myself it is not about just Amen. you know breaking into a stage again it is about much more than that for me the stage is just the end game and it's just the deadline that I've set myself for it yes ma'am way to freaking nail that well hey guys wrapping it up just making sure everyone you know obviously take some some good advice from our yeah i hope you're all hope you're listening to step um, on stage again <laughs> i hope you're listening to this podcast while you're stepping that's all I'm yeah doing. <laughs> doing your cardio and you know obviously doing your extra walks and maybe you know walking your dog strolling around the park whatever it may be we hope we have helped and given you some type of motivational and also guidelines to help your yeah. fitness lifestyle. Um, thank Amazing. you guys for listening. Yeah. Thank you guys. Thanks, and until next time. Thanks, thanks everyone. Have a great week. We'll speak to you next week. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the queen divas Queens of fitness podcast. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at Queen Divas Pod, on Twitter at 
Queen Divas 4. And follow our hosts on Instagram, Alicia at Alicia Gowans underscore WBFF Pro and Steph at Stephanie Ayala 7. See you all next week.